Welcome to Fashion at Central St. Martins, a podcast series bringing you stories from the fashion programme of our world-renowned college, which is part of University of the Arts London. Among the voices on this podcast are alumni such as milliner Stephen Jones, designer Mary Catran Sue, photographer Campbell Addy, and editor Joanna Liu, a varied range of acclaimed fashion creatives whose talent was nurtured by the college. Designers, educators, Writers and photographers share their memories and insights, reflecting on how Central St. Martins has provided them with the skills and the courage to interrogate, challenge, and reshape the world of fashion as we know it today. Episode two, finding inspiration and ideas. In this episode, we speak to Esme Young, Matty Boven, Daniel Fletcher, Dimitra Petzer, Stephen Jones, Fabio Pires, Campbell Addy, Alubi Thomas, and Ioana Liu. Our guests invite us to listen in on their personal approach to finding inspiration and ideas, both in and away from the world of fashion, and what to do when dealing with a block in creativity. Matty Boven is a former student of MA Fashion Design at Central St. Martins a women's wear designer with experimental shows and eclectic references. So for me, obviously, if anyone's aware of my work, uh, creativity is one of the most important things really uh, to start with and to end with. You know, it's always, it's in every aspect of the work. Otherwise, I don't think I'm doing the job I should be doing. But really, it's quite directional. So each project or each season has like a really strong you know, identity, character, we do a lot of research, we have a lot of boards, we have a lot of books around that we look at, you know, I'm quite emotional in the sense I kind of know what I would like to do, even if it's a bit more abstract at the start, you know, and often it's a reaction against what we've just shown. So last season we showed something really, uh, you know, intense, uh, extreme kind of outdoors, weather, survivalist themes. So it's bound to be something against that now that I'm working on. It's something much more different atmosphere, different energy, different... You know, for me, I feel like it's important to challenge what I'm doing every time. Otherwise, I'm not, I, you know, I don't produce the same collection every season. So it's important for me to have a narrative and a story. So really, it's just to try and keep inspired along the whole journey of, of making a collection or doing a project. For me, obviously, like everyone last year, it was a really interesting time. Uh, it was quite stressful for a lot of people. I was lucky. I kind of was very insular. I just sort of stayed inside. And uh, for me, it was a, way, a time to reflect. And I, I actually launched my e-shop over lockdown. And so I launched a separate line called Boven by Matty Boven, which is kind of more t-shirts, sweatshirts, joggers. And um, I'm actually working on another launch for that now. But it was great because I just sort of basically sat and worked on those pieces for a long time. It was very different to doing mainline collection. And I put a lot of kind of love and care into those pieces and everything was kind of customized and hand painted and stuff. So really it was um, the way I coped was to be creative. And I took loads of weird portraits using like a green screen suit and it was a really creative thing I think I kind of it's the only way for me to really deal with it and so my advice to people that I've been talking to through lockdown is really to try and actually try and force yourself out you know off being your, off your laptop and being on your phone and try and like learn a new skill whether it's you know crochet knitting drawing painting anything that's physical I think is really important to try and do in this because otherwise we all just sit on our phones or computers and it's it's too much, you know, that would be my advice. I know everyone's different, but that to me was what I was saying to, especially students and stuff, I was sort of saying, you know, I know it's so easy to be on your emails all day, but try and push yourself out of that and try and make something. 
As well as being a judge on BBC's The Great British Sewing Bee, Esme Young also teaches on the Innovative Pattern Cutting course at Central St Martins. She shares her techniques for tapping into creative thinking. I thought I'd do some painting every week, but that only lasted for about three weeks. And then I started walking. And I have to say, that was amazing. I live near the city, so I could go south of the river, north of the river, east and west. And I came across amazing things. But it's been amazing walking round London and discovering stuff. Because normally when you walk, you walk from A to B, you know, and you've got a time limit and all that. Whereas in lockdown, no. Since starring in the Netflix show Next in Fashion, the designer Daniel W. Fletcher has been busy as the artistic director of Fiorucci Menswear and setting up a seasonal pop-up boutique in his hometown of Margate. I took some time to kind of like figure out what I wanted to do, where I saw myself fitting into the fashion industry. I grew up in uh, like a small town in, in the north of England where it was not very clear what the path was to become a fashion designer. I didn't know anyone that was a fashion designer and I wasn't sure how I could ever be one or even kind of what it was to be one. Um, and then when I moved to London to study art foundation at Kingston University, I then decided to pursue fashion. And then after that, I went to CSM. And when I was there, I did some shit for the first few years, like first and second year, I was just making it up. Like I didn't know what it was to be a fashion designer. And it wasn't really until I went and did my placement year, which I spent in Paris at Lombard and Louis Vuitton. And I saw designers like Kim Jones and Luke Schossendriver put their collections together. I really fully understood what it was to be a fashion designer. And I think the combination of my experience at CSM, as well as those real life experiences in industry kind of helped me to come to terms with and like have the realization of kind of what I, where I could position myself within the industry. Um, and I would say that CSM was like a really fundamental part of that. And it's not a university that's going to tell you exactly how to do it or make the decision for you. It's you're very independent. You have to like figure it out for yourself, but there's things there that are going to guide you in the right direction with CSM. And um, I certainly believe that it was the right place for me to go and it, it kind of had the right impact on me this pressure that I think to be honest comes from like the London Fashion Week schedule to do this like huge collection every six months that is like a certain number of looks and you do a show actually that doesn't make sense for someone who's come straight out of university and started a brand I don't have a backer I don't have tons of money behind me it's very much like me doing it so I don't know why young designers are encouraged to try and follow this schedule that is set up for like major Paris fashion houses um and I think this year is kind of like made me really think about that because I didn't have that pressure to do a show anymore because people weren't doing shows, you know, that's what, not what was happening. So I was like, Oh, it's fine if I don't do one. So what I did instead was like do different things. Like did, a, did the shop in Margate and um, did capsules, released them digitally, did videos. Like I did a women's collection for the first time, um, which was kind of all of those different things, which were kind of like activations that felt like they were the correct size for the, for what my brand is and what I'm trying to say with it. I do tend to work very long hours most days um, and I'm not always that great at, yeah, taking that time for myself. 
what I've done in the last couple of years though is in order to like force myself to do it giving my giving myself these like crazy challenges so I cycled to Belgium for Africa Tikkun, a charity last year. Um, I just did something for the Red Cross where I had to cycle 300 kilometers. Um, and basically that thing, I've done, been doing these things where I have to be completely turned off from fashion and from my phone. Like I can't be receiving emails. I can't be doing that stuff. Like I've got to focus on something outside of fashion. And therefore, when I go back to the studio or back to designing or working on the brand, I'm like fully in it then, you know, like... I try and have those moments of separation and that's really important for me in order to like help me continue with with this whatever it is I'm doing. Milner Stephen Jones has designed headpieces for Grace Jones, Rihanna and Princess Diana. For him, it's all about interacting with the world around you in order to generate fresh ideas. As the world turns... And there's always a new season. And I mean, and when it stops turning, yes, there won't be a new season. We'll probably all be dead by then. Um, but yeah, I mean, fashion is that thing, and particularly millinery, which exists on novelty. So you have to think of the new thing. Also, you know, if you didn't think of the new thing, it'd be a bit boring. So I think the creativity sort of comes naturally. Keeping a brand alive is not easy and requires dedication, hard work, money, blah, 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 luck, all of that, and, uh, and a great team of people. Um, you have to have all those things. Um, and knowing who, so knowing who your customer is, and I think for me, what's been important is being flexible. What's been really important for me is I have to be able to bend that idea and go with the flow because tastes change, people change, people come and go. So <clears throat> if, if you really sort of stick to your guns, it might be great for you, but it might not great, be so great for the other person. Fashion is like a giant watch. All those cogs have got to mesh together and you're just one of those cogs. Fabio Perez, head of MA Fashion at Central St. Martins, talks about the importance of immersing yourself in the experience of being at the college. My advice I give to students is to be, first and foremost, I mean, you know, to me it's really important that you're completely into it. I mean, I think a student really, you know, it's not compulsory education, it's not mandatory. Um, so I think that, you, that to me, the, the advice is to be really interested in your subject of study, but also your future practice, whatever that may be, but what leads you there, which is fashion, since it is a fashion course, and to, to want to investigate that as much as you can and not just waste that time. Uh, that, that's, that's the most important advice. Uh, after that, my other advice, which obviously bores students to oblivion, is to contextualize their work, place themselves within a broader landscape which is not just themselves and their work but their work within a context and establishing that because that is the base of everything you will do again uh, whether you will be working for someone directing your portfolio professionally or even starting your own business if you don't contextualize your work and don't and don't locate it somewhere in um, in a again in a wider picture then then you're very lonely and very misplaced. From work, 
I don't think you do receive advice. Mm. You only receive criticism, judgment. So it's up to you to be strong enough to actually um, navigate that. Uh, you receive advice from college, and my personal attitude to advice, <laughs> um, I'm not so sure I would want to have advice once I'm out of college. I mean, like, you know, I never was a very good person for advice. Uh, you know, you only get advice from people who, who can really follow you, understand what you're doing, understand, you know, how you get to places. At that point, the advice becomes really relevant. I think that's just advice for the sake of advice, really. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Women's wear designer Mary Katranzu is famed for her innovative use of print and technology. As a student, she took inspiration from her fellow classmates. Towards the end of my BA, I started uh, thinking, um, probably, you know, influenced to a certain extent uh, from my classmates because, I don't know, probably 80% of students studying uh, textile design wanted to apply it to fashion. So for my final project, I changed everything. I wanted to challenge myself. Um, I wanted to look at prints for fashion. My entire project took that shape and I started being interested in Trompe-Loid prints, hyper-real prints um, that were impossible to execute through the techniques that have, uh, I had been taught. And it was just the beginning of, you know, um, the advances in the technology of digital printing, but everything was so sterile. Everything was really not refined at that point. It was more about, you know, taking a photograph and printing it on fabric. It was less about thinking how you can utilize this technology to allow you to do something that you could never do before. So um, again, you know, I uh, started on a kind of uh, very elementary level. I didn't know anything about pattern making or how to engineer these trompe prints. So um, you could see that in my final project, but it kind of led me to apply um, to Central St. Martins and I actually applied to the Royal College of Art as well and I'm only mentioning it because the decision to actually uh, go to St. Martins and do my master's was a decision that would define my future um, in going into fashion. So it was actually the master's um, degree that I, I was able to kind of self-teach myself um, Photoshop and really think about um, how you could push the boundaries of using this new technology that we could see to create prints that feel novel, that feel new. British Ghanaian London-based photographer and filmmaker Campbell Addy is known for his stripped-back portraits of the likes of FK Twigs and Tyler the Creator. He talks about how the success of friends and collaborators filters into his own work. I would say what, what inspires me currently is like the most simple things in life. I think my life is quite, has become quite fast. So I get inspired by like, I know, a simple thing like taking my dog for a walk and experiencing different parts of nature, um, having times where I'm able to like experience, experience art outside of the context of work. So if it's like stumbling across a musician playing on the subway or being abroad and stumbling across a random art institution or gallery that has nothing to do with what I'm doing inspired me because it kind of brings you back to being a student where I was just allowed to explore and see things. And then my friends, like my friends are, are like really killing it right now. So 
seeing them hitting all their goals in life makes me really inspired and happy as well. I picked up a new practice because I thought, okay, if I can't, if I can't find inspiration from the things I used to at the moment, maybe I need to find something new. So I just started a new practice that had nothing to do with visual media. Lagos-born, Glasgow-raised Alubi Thomas graduated from Central St Martins in 2013 after his BA in menswear. He now designs both men and women under his namesake brand and speaks to us on taking inspiration from history, literature and forward thinkers. I follow a couple of like different authors and thinkers, stuff like that. Um, Graham Hancock's a good one. Another book I'm sort of reading right now is um, one recommended by Basquiat. <laughs> it's called Flash of the Spirit and it uh, basically just talks about um, I guess the, the history of art and where art was originally formed and where a lot of sort of um, Western or European artists have taken inspiration from mainly, well, in the book it's mainly West West Africa. Um, so, I don't know, um, where else? I guess, yeah, definitely art, ex exhibitions, <laughs> yeah. And also like, you know, through that, it like, you know, like historical moments, I guess, because a lot of that stuff is, you know, heavily linked with history and sort of post-colonial past and, mm. and present, I guess, and all those things, so. Designer Dimitra Petzer is famed for her wet look designs under her eponymous brand, De Petzer. I always knew that I would end up having a career in fashion because I grew up with my grandma, who was a seamstress. So, you know, really like my earlier memories that I can remember is just me with a bunch of scraps of fabrics and sewing and all this. So I think I always had this very emotional connection to clothes making and especially the relationship that my grandma had with her clients, you know, because back then people didn't really buy things off the rack, like that wasn't a thing. People would just get fabric and go to a seamstress and create a whole wardrobe like this. And this is actually a really beautiful way of making clothes because it's very intimate and personal and you really get to know the person that makes your clothes and vice versa. And um, yeah, just always remember, you know, gossiping and crying and like all these sort of emotions that were attached to the process of garment making. And, you know, there's also a performative aspect to that that I wanted to explore first before I dive deep into the fashion world. I've always been researching water and bodily fluids in general. Like one of my performances that I did when I was still studying performance art was uh, called Vagina Archives. And it was a performance piece that I did um, with scientist and artist Lena Asai. And uh, basically we were um, collecting vaginal fluids every day for a month and uh, we would put them on petri dishes and based on the bacteria and everything that would grow on the petri dish we would sort of look at it as a diary so it was the idea that you know our bodily fluids are not something to only be sexualized or medicalized but they can be testaments to our daily experience it's really about how our bodies can say a lot of things that maybe language can't necessarily say. And, you know, I think especially in fashion and 
women's fashion more so. I think there's a lot of detachment from one's body. And um, yeah, there is a sort of strive for dryness, for straightness, for all these sort of things. I really feel very strongly that I want to go against that a bit and um, celebrate the real bodily experience, if that makes sense. Yuana Liu, editorial director at Harper's Bazaar China, stresses the importance of taking time away from work. She finds inspiration from family and life outside work. Fashion is all about life, and as an editor, you, you really need to become an observer first. You know, to to observe different lifestyles, to observe how people are like, how they are spending their money, how they're dressing, how they're living their life. You know, no matter. They're they're single or married, having children or not, you know.、Um, but fashion, because fashion cannot exist without a lifestyle. Lots of editors they they don't have a real life outside the fashion world. So that's that's what I'm always telling my team. You have to have a real life.、Um, inspiration comes from that, and that's why I don't. I don't encourage them to be workaholic. I don't like to see them sitting in the office all the time. I like to hear that they're telling me like they're spending holidays with their family, or they are discovering a new hobby, or they're making new friends who have nothing to do with fashion. I think that's the key to stay creative. You've been listening to Fashion at Central Saint Martins. A co-production between Central Saint Martins and In Talks with Productions. The narrators were Rosie Davenport, Owen Flynn, and Vanessa Ohaha. The editors were Isabel Atkinson, Rosie Davenport, Rose Dodd, Owen Flynn, Bethany Ryder, and Grace Sowerby. The theme tune is by Sam Anga. To find out more about fashion at Central Saint Martins, check out our website and social accounts. Thanks for listening.